guys, this is Nile, and welcome to Greek Mythology with Nile. This is the podcast where I, Nile, crazy lover of Greek mythology, tell you more about it. In today's episode, we will learn about the all-out Hera, the wife of Zeus. So without any further ado, let's get into today's episode. Let's start with the good news. Hera was hot, I mean totally knockout gorgeous. She had long licorice black hair. Her face was regal and unapproachably beautiful, like the face of a supermodel on a fashion runway. The Greeks described her as ox-like. Believe it or not, that was a compliment. It meant she had large, soft brown eyes that you could get lost in. I guess the Greeks spent a lot of time staring at oxen. Anyways, in the early days of Mount Olympus, all the male gods and titans were falling over themselves for Hera. Which brings us to the bad news. Hera had a short temper and massive attitude. Whenever a guy approached her, she would cut him down so fast, pointing out his faults, trash-talking him like a pro, that the guy would leave in tears and never try flirting with her again. Mother Rhea decided that Hera would do well at a boarding school for girls, where she could grow up a little le- little and learn to be less abrasive. However, nobody had invented boarding schools for girls just yet. Rhea did the next best thing. She sent Hera to live with her uncle Oceanius and aunt Tethys at the bottom of the father's sea. For a while, Hera was off the radar screen. She spent some happy years with Oceanius and Tethys, who had a pretty solid marriage compared to the other immortals. Hera decided she wanted a marriage like that. She would hold out for the right guy. She wouldn't just marry any old god who came along unless he could prove that he would be a good and faithful husband. She'd heard about her sister Demeter's troubles. Poseidon, Zeus and Hades were complete jerks. Hesita had been smart to stay single. Hera wasn't about to be a bachelorette forever, though. She wanted a husband, kids, a house in the suburbs, the whole package. She would just have to be careful about which husband she chose. After a few years, she moved back to Mount Olympus and got her own set of apartments in the palace. Her nasty temper was more under control, but the guy gods still found her hard to flirt with. If they got too fresh, she would shut them down fast. Yes, Hera? I don't think so, loser. Not unless you show her a wedding ring and a financial statement proving you can support a family. Eventually, most of the gods and titans thought Hera was too much work, even though she was absolutely the most beautiful goddess in creation, so far anyway. One god saw her as a challenge, though. Zeus didn't try to take no for an answer. You may have noticed that. He would slide in next to her at the dinner table and tell her his best jokes. He would sing for her at the hearth. He would see her walking down the hill and suddenly burst into a, into a Kurite's dance number just to get her smile. Secretly, she enjoyed the attention. Zeus was funny when he wanted to be. He was handsome with his dark hair and blue eyes and he liked to walk around without a shirt on casually flexing his muscles and showing off his abs. He was in good shape, no doubt about it. And yes, he was a king of the woman, king of the universe, so most women might consider him a good match. But not Hera. She knew all about Jesus' womanizing. He'd already been married at least twice. He had a child with Demeter. There were rumors of many other affairs with goddesses, titans, and even mortals. Hera was not going to be another conquest. She was in the trophy. She knew that if she ever gave in to Zeus, he would lose interest in her immediately, stop being so charming and go off flirt with other women. Hera couldn't stand that idea. One night, 
He told a particularly funny joke, something about a donkey, a god and a cyclops walking into a temple. And Hera couldn't help but laughing. She had tears in her eyes and she couldn't breathe. She gazed across the table and met Zeus's gaze a moment too long. She cleared her throat and looked away, but Zeus had dimmed her feelings. You like me, he said. I know you do. I certainly do not, Hera said. You're a fool, a womanizer, a villain and a liar. <laughs> exactly, Zeus said. Those are my best qualities. She tried hard not to laugh. She never met a guy who was so immune to her insults. She, Zeus was almost as stubborn as she was. When will you give up? She demanded. I'm not interested. I'll never give up, Zeus said. You are interested. You and I, king and queen of the cosmos. Imagine it. We'd be an unbeatable couple. Clearly, you are the most beautiful goddess in, in creation. And I, of course, am devilishly handsome. He flexed his muscles. It was a ridiculous show-off, but Hera had to admit we, he was buff. She shook her head. How can I convince you that you're wasting your time? You can't. I love you. She snorted. You love anything in a dress. This is different. You're the right goddess. I know it. You do. Too. Just say I love you. You can do it. You'll be better if you're honest. Never. I'll never tell you that. Ever. Oh, sounds like a challenge. Zeus grinned. If I can get you to admit that you love me, will you marry me? Hera rolled her eyes. Sure, Zeus, since that will never happen, I can safely say that if I ever admitted to you know what you said, then I'm sure I'd marry you, which I can only promise will never happen. <laughs> Zeus winked, challenge accepted. He left the dinner table and Hera began wondering if she'd somehow make a mistake. By a few nights later, Hera had almost forgotten about the conversation. Strangely, Zeus hadn't mentioned it again. In fact, he hadn't paid much attention to her or at all since that night, which should have filled her with relief, but somehow it bummed her out. Forget him, she told herself. He finally got the message. He's probably accosting some other poor goddess. She tried to convince herself this was good news. She wasn't jealous. That would be ridiculous. During the night, a huge thunderstorm raged over Mount Olympus, which probably should have made Hera suspicious since Zeus was the god of the sky and all, but she was too busy covering her windows to keep out the rain. She ran to her bedroom and was just closing the last shutters when a small bird fluttered in and collapsed, exhausted, on the floor. Yikes! Hera stepped back in alarm. How did you get here? The bird flapped helplessly on the marble tiles. Its chest heaved while its body, body shivered from the cold. Hera knelt down and saw that it was a cuckoo. Have you ever seen an actual cuckoo bird? I haven't. I had to look it up. It's a weird looking little guy. Sort of a mohawk thing going on with head feathers which don't match with its sleek brown and white wings or long tail. Basically, it looks like its head got zapped in some mind mad scientist's device. So I can see why cuckoo became another word for crazy. Anyway, Hera knelt down and scooped up the bird. She could feel its heart beating against the palm. One of its wings was bent the wrong way. Hera didn't understand how such a small bird could have flown all the way up to Mount Olympus. Usually, eagles flew that high, since the airspace around Mount Olympus was restricted. On the other hand, Hera knew storms had powerful winds. Possibly the poor girl bird had just got swept away. It's a miracle that you're alive, Hera told the bird. Don't worry, little guy. I'll take care of you. 
She made a nest of blankets at the floor of her bed and gently set the bird inside. She dried its wings and fed it a few drops of nectar, which seemed to help. The cuckoo puffed up its feathers. It closed its eyes and started to make whistling, snoring noises, like soft notes played on a flute. Hera found the sound pleasing. I'll just keep him overnight, she said to herself. She decided it was a boy. If he is better in the morning, I'll send him on his way. In the morning, the cuckoo made no attempt to fly away. He sat contently on Hera's finger, eating pieces of seed and nut out of her head. Hera had never had a pet before, but it made her smile. You're a good friend, aren't you? She murmured to the bird. Coo, said the cuckoo. Hera's poor heart warmed as she looked into his trusting orange eyes. Should I keep you? Coo. The cuckoo rubbed his beak on her finger in an unmistakably affectionate way. Hera laughed in delight. All right then, yes, I love you too. <laughs> Instantly, the cuckoo hopped to the floor. It began to grow. At first, Hera thought that she, Hera was afraid that she had fed him too much nectar and the bird was going to explode, which would have been both distressing and messy. Instead, the bird took the form of a god. Instantly, Zeus was standing before her in his glowing white robes and golden crown, gleaming in his black hair just still mushed up in the cuckoo-style hairdo. Sweet words, my lady, Zeus said. I love you too. Now, I believe you and I had a deal. <laughs> Hera was so stunned she couldn't respond. Anger overwhelmed her, but she also found a creeping admiration for what an incredible, no-good scoundrel Zeus was. She wasn't sure whether she should hit him or laugh at him or just kiss him. He was awfully cute. On one condition, she said tightly. Name it, Zeus asked. If I marry you, she said, you will be a good, faithful husband. No more playing around. No more affairs or chasing after pretty mortals. I will not be made a laughing stock. Zeus counted on his fingers. That seems more like one condition, but never mind, I accept. Hera should have made him promise on the river Styx, which is the most serious oath gods can make. She didn't though. She agreed to marry him. After that, Cuckoo became one of her secret anim- sacred animals. You will usually see pictures of Hera holding a staff toppled with Cuckoo or a lotus flower, which was a sacred plant. In case you're curious, her other sacred animal was a cow, because it was such a motherly animal. Personally, if someone told me, Wow, babe, you remind me of a heifer, I would not take it as a compliment, which didn't seem to bother Hera. Whatever clunks your cowbell, I suppose. Zeus and Hera announced the happy news and the gods began preparing for the biggest wedding in the history of weddings. So, well guys, that's it for today's episode. I hope you liked today's episode. You can find me on Instagram at Nila Night. This podcast is also available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, a cast of Hopper Studio, Amazon Music and Breaker. Please rate and review to your friends and family. It helps me a lot. You can message me on Instagram and please don't forget to check out my website. It's just Greek Mythology with Nila at Please go and check it out. Thanks. I love you all and bye.